to the Project Edward podcast series for 2023, My Role in the Safe System, and we're now at episode eight. We're very pleased to welcome Lisa Townsend, Surrey's Police and Crime Commissioner, who leads on roads policing for the Association of Police and Crime Commissioners. Darren Lindsay caught up with Lisa recently for a conversation all about her work and her role in the safe system. So Lisa, it's fantastic to, to meet up with you again since the, the week of action with Project Edward this summer. And for the benefit of the audience, the SAFE system adopts a holistic approach to road safety that really involves multiple elements, safer roads, safer vehicles, safer speeds, and obviously safer road users. Where do you see your role in the SAFE system as the Police and Crime Commissioner for Surrey? Thanks, Darren. It's it's really lovely um, to be to be talking to you again and, and talking this. It's so important. So as police and crime commissioner, I'm responsible for um, a number of things. And one, of course, is holding the chief constable to account. So my role is independent of operational policing and I, I, I can't influence and I don't influence operational policing. Um, but I'm also the national lead for road safety for the Association of Police and Crime Commissioners. And I'm really, really pleased that we're sort of moving towards embedding safe system in Surrey. And I think you're absolutely right when you talk about it as a, a holistic system, because that's exactly what it is. And it's all of those different parts and what we play in it. And policing is is one of the organisations that clearly has has a part to play. It's not the only one at all. Um, and as police and crime commissioner, I think it's it's really important that I'm holding the force to account for that and also playing my own part in it. So um, safe system, obviously really important, all those different components about keeping our roads safer. We're at the really early stages of implementation in Surrey. Um, so we're at quite an exciting early stage of it. So not much detail yet, but but broadly, I think in Surrey Police, we're doing an awful lot of work about sort of keeping um, our residents safe. And of course, one of the things about Surrey is how many people travel through Surrey who aren't Surrey residents, because we have that road network um, that really does link so many different parts of the country. So we've got teams like um, our Vanguard team, which has been funded by the Precept, which is the council tax that I as Police and Crime Commissioner raise. Um, they're amazing. And of course, we've got the Roads Policing Unit. So there's absolutely, you know, some really, really fantastic, um, some fantastic work going on from both of those teams. Now, you just touched upon the, the roads passing through Surrey mm. uh, and not everyone is from Surrey. Can you just give us um, some more specific road related um, happenings in Surrey when it comes to the challenges you face? Yeah, and and we do. And it was a really, this was a really big part of me wanting actually to take on the national brief around road safety. Um, so we've got about 1.2 million residents in Surrey, um, which, you know, Surrey's a really interesting county, geographically quite small. Um, but, but in terms of road safety, we do, as you say, have a number of unique challenges. So we've got one of the busiest and most dangerous stretches of highway in Europe, um, which is the M25, um, which of course feeds into a number of major routes, including the M3, the A3, the M23, you know, it connects London to the south. It's the gateway to the continent, if you think about it, in terms of our ferry ports in Dover, um, in New Haven and, and Portsmouth. So, you know, we've got all of that through traffic that's coming. Um, we also very closely border two major airports, Heathrow and Gatwick. Um, so our motor work network is carrying an enormous number of vehicles on a daily basis, one of the busiest places for that in, in Europe. Um, and it's congested at the best of times. Quite frankly, anybody who's driven on the M25 or anywhere through Surrey will be 
sadly aware of that, um, which means that when we do have an incident on those routes, it can have a massive, massive impact and a knock-on impact on surrounding routes um, and the ability for drivers, therefore, to safely navigate their journeys, as well, of course, for emergency vehicles and able to get to those incidents. So, um, you know, it is, it's really, really serious. And we've also, as well as that, you know, in the south of the county, got some really rural areas and a rural road network as well. Um, and we know that that brings its own issues and, you know, particularly, unfortunately, with speeding. We've got an awful lot of very vulnerable road users um, who use those, including horse riders, cyclists, motorcyclists, pedestrians. Um, so they're, they're really important. And the rate of serious injuries across um, those groups in particular, we know is really, really high. Um, between 2019 and 2021, you know, we had 268 pedestrians um, were killed or seriously injured as well as 397. So nearly 398 cyclists, 397 motorcyclists, nearly 400. Um, so 800 nearly cyclists and motorcyclists killed. Um, and that was during COVID. So, you know, our main issue is still um, is relating to speed. Um, so in that same time frame, there were um, nearly 650 collisions resulting in a fatality or a serious injury. And that's 32% of the total caused by speeding. Um, and then another further 10% caused by drink or drug driving. So, um, you know, we do a load of campaigns around it. It's really important. And we do have to try and reach as many people as we can, given that road network and the number of people who are coming through. So, yeah, we I, I think, as sorry, we do face some, some really quite specific challenges. And then you add into that, you know, there's vulnerable road users, including cyclists. And because we had the uh, we had the road route in 2012 and the Olympics that came through Surrey, we see a massive influx of cyclists and motorcyclists that come into the county on weekends and holidays in particular. Um, and unfortunately, that that has contributed to the fact that we have one of the highest rates in the country for fatalities of cyclists and motorcyclists, um, which you know for a county our size is massively disproportionate. But it's because we're such a popular route. So yeah, so some some really serious challenges because of our geography now they date these leading numbers mm. um it could act as some very good indicators for you to respond to um what sort of road safety initiatives have you introduced and which ones have worked and how did you evaluate their success yeah, so it's a challenge, isn't it? So um, I was elected in 2021. Um, in 2022, the Surrey Road Safety Partnership was rebranded as Drive from Drive Smart um, to Surrey Road Safe. And that's really important because it's much more inclusive um, and it takes into account all of those other road users. You know, it's not just about driving. It is also about cycling. It's about our motorcyclists. It's about our horse riders and our pedestrians. Um, we appointed a partnership manager early this year, um, reinvigorated the governance structure um, and then launched the Vision Zero strategy, which from our point of view is aiming for a 50% reduction in killed and serious injury by 2035. So I think that's really important and it's monitored um, in terms of the numbers. It's it's again it's that partnership approach which is absolutely vital so it's those partners coming together so with with the county council um, and their highways team obviously bringing policing together and other partners um the vanguard safety team which i mentioned a bit earlier was launched in 2022 uh with the precept money that that we raised um and that's that's about targeted enforcement very specifically in relation to the fatal five um and removing that sort of high risk 
high harm offenders from Surrey in the first place. And I think that that's they've had enormous success. Um, so and, and you know, a big piece of that has got to be around education, of course, which it is. Um, and then the, there's the there's the enforcement side as well, which is really, really important. So enforcement cameras, um, some new schemes around multi-zone average speed camera areas, which we've done some like per bike bends, which was really important, particularly with, um, with particular collision problems there, especially with motorcyclists. That's been been really good. Spot speed camera um, on the A217, um, replacement of remaining sort of uh, wet film has been really important as well. Some digital combined speed um, and red light uh, cameras as well in certain places in Guildford and in Woking. So yeah, an, an awful lot of work has gone into it as well as sort of further education as well around people understanding it. And, um, you know, the, the proof will be in, in the pudding, right? It'll be in, can we bring down those numbers of people who are seriously or fatally injured. Lisa, I just want to go back to something you said at the start there. You wear two hats at the moment. Mm. Obviously, you're the Police and Crimes Commissioner in Surrey, but you also lead on road safety at a national level for the Association yeah. of Police and Crimes Commissioners. What examples of good practice have you seen elsewhere and have you recreated any of them in Surrey? Yeah, we absolutely have. So, and actually the Vanguard road safety team are, are I think, a prime example of this. So, so um, what we learnt uh, from looking at other forces um, was that some forces were doing this really, really well. So in addition to their, their normal road policing teams, and we have an excellent roads policing unit in Surrey, really, really great work. Um, and they will be well known to a lot of our dangerous drivers. Um, but in addition to that, other forces were looking at having very specific teams focused on sort of the fatal five. Um, and uh, one of them was Op Dragoon in Northumbria Police. And so uh, absolutely not above stealing good ideas. I think it's really, really important um, in policing that we look at where forces are doing it really well and, and try to replicate where we can. So, so that was a really good example for us, actually, of being able to take something that was being done elsewhere in the country and, and clearly quite far away from Surrey, um, but was really working for them. And that's where the Vanguard team, it came out of that, that work that Northumbria um, were doing it. Um, and so, yeah, we took that also sort of in conjunction with the what with with sort of sorry specific concerns um, and use the precept in order to be able to to fund that team and it's got two sergeants um 10 10 pcs um on that team and they are really targeting you know the most dangerous drivers that are on um sorry roads now i'm also aware that um sorry is also a leader in certain initiatives one in particular is community speed watch how important is this as a safety initiative for you? I think Community Speedwatch has got a really important role to play, actually, in that overall piece um, around keeping our residents safe, keeping our, our, our road users, both vulnerable and otherwise safe. And it's a really it's a really great way, actually, the community getting involved as well. You know, when I go around the county speaking to residents groups, um, I love hearing from people who are part of Community Speedwatch. They're always really proud of it, which I think is absolutely fantastic. You know, they want to tell you they are part of Community Speedwatch and and the work that they've been doing. Um, and and they're you know they're all volunteers, um, and they just they do an absolutely fantastic job. So. Um, if you are and if you are caught by it in Surrey, you'll get a warning letter. If you get three of them, um, you then get a visit from a police officer. So, you know, there's a definite sort of escalation process. So those volunteers are playing such an important part um, in that 
process. It doesn't replace police officers. I think that's a really, really important thing to say and for people to understand. And certainly those those community speed watch officers um, and volunteers are really conscious of that as well, because um, it absolutely doesn't replace policing and, and, and nor should it. Um, and places in the county which do have particular problems um, or safety concerns and hotspots, I would always expect that our police teams are targeting those um, and have proactive measures around it. Um, and I often um, borrow one of our roads policing units uh, mantras, which is we can't be everywhere, but we could be anywhere. Um, and I think that Community Speed Watch is a really, really good example of that, actually, um, and a really has a really, really important role to play in terms of that that visible that visibility, um, but also being in some places the eyes and ears for for our police force. Now, looking ahead a little, transport mm. solutions are constantly changing. What emerging threats are concerning you, and what can you do about them? So, one of the ones that's really bothering me is around drug driving. Actually, you know, we've been talking for for years, quite rightly, and continue to talk about drink driving. Um, and, and they are two things that really, really worry me. I, I am worried about. Um, I mean, I re I remember growing up in the um, in the nineties. Um, you know, I was at school, was at secondary school in the nineties, and there were an awful lot of campaigns, particularly at Christmas time, and we still get them around drink driving and. I, you know, remember feeling very, very strongly there was no way on earth I would get in a car with a friend who had been drinking. Um, my my brother, who's five years younger than me, had a had a horrible experience um, uh, with his year group, had a horrible experience at school. Four of their classmates died because one of them had been drinking. And... Um, you know, so it's something that was that, that felt very, very close to home for us in that sense. And I am worried that that we've lost some of that and that we are seeing um, in some cases young people getting into a car after drink driving. And then there's the drug driving. And I think that that's something that's a really, really worrying trend. We have more drug driving than drink driving in Surrey. Um, which really, really concerns me. Um, and I think it's a particularly challenging area actually in policing, um, you know, for for a number of reasons. I mean, one of the challenges is the fact that it is not considered as socially unacceptable as drink driving is. Um, and I think that's that's a real challenge for us. And there's and, and one of the practical problems and the problem specifically for policing is the really limited capability that we have to test at roadside. Um, and there's a really lengthy process from um, that that arrest to the eventual disqualification and getting that person off the road um, and getting their license from them. And that's because of the requirement for the lab to examine um, specimens, which is not a problem that we have with with drink driving and alcohol tests. So um, we're trying to take a sorry police a number of steps to try and address this, um, including, you know, a much wider publicity campaign. Um, you know, with the comms team, um, wider education internally as well. So the officers who are out on the roads know what to look for. They know what the signs are. Um, they know the conversations to have and those signals around somebody who might be drug driving. Um, and we're having dedicated days of action very specifically on the issue as well. Um, so we are doing things and there are there are things that that we can take. And we will, of course, be um, uh, taking part in Operation 
um, limits, uh, which of course takes place for the whole of December, which is around drug and drink driving. And I, um, I make sure that I get out every December with our roads officers as well to see what they're doing on the ground and stopping drivers and having those really important educational conversations as well, because um, I think it's it's really important. But I, I do believe that officers, and this is something I'll be speaking to the new transport minister about, um, I do believe that officers should be able to apply a roadside disqualification um, for certain drug drive cases. I think it would make a really, really big difference and you know in Surrey alone we've got one particular um, individual who's been arrested for multiple drug driving matters he is clearly not somebody who should be on our roads um, but officers have such limited options in terms of in terms of what they can do in order to get them off the road and protect the public because of this the, the way the blood has to be analysed and go through um, and go through the lab before we can get them to court so you know it, it, it's a real challenge it's something I really really worry about it's absolutely in line with with national trends and what we're seeing as well um and that some of those rates so yeah it's it's a it's a real it is a real challenge for us um but yeah and again it's, it's a great place where we can start where we can work together nationally and try and find a solution to this i would just like to bring another um threat that's certainly raising its head at the moment and that is distractions and I'm yeah. not just talking distractions inside the vehicles, I'm talking distractions with pedestrians with heads down, zombified in their phones. Are you seeing that in Surrey and what is it yeah. uh, you're trying to do about it? We do. We we see an awful lot of it. And you're absolutely right. You see people, don't you? Pedestrians walking um, on the streets and, you know, they've got their headphones in, they've got their head down, they're looking at their mobile. Um you know, they see a green light and they walk across, but they're not actually checking to see what the traffic is doing around them or whether a cyclist is is approaching them. Um, and then, of course, yeah, there are the distractions in the car. There's the using of the mobile phone. There's even just that, you know, that brief glimpse as a, you know, you're not reading the text message, but you've looked at your phone, which might be on the seat next to you. Um, you know, we did some really good education around the importance of, you know, take your mobile phone, turn it off, put it in your glove box so you can't even see it and you can't hear it. Um, but it, no, it is, I think it's a real challenge and there's some great work as well going on, um, around that in terms of, um, you know, police vehicles, unmarked vehicles, um, of various kinds, don't want to give away too many of our secrets, um, who are on the roads, on the motorways. You won't know there's a police officer in them. You will not know that we are looking very closely, uh, through your windows and looking at, at sort of what you're doing. Um, but it, it's a, it's a real challenge for us that generally that people being sort of, like you say, zombified, Darren, looking at their phones and, and not paying attention to that wider piece around them, which we know is so important, whether you're a pedestrian, whether you're a driver, whether you're a passenger in a car, it all really matters. Now, finally, let's touch on partnerships. Mm. Um, at Project Edward, we're all about developing sustainable partnerships. What value do they bring and how do you find the right partners when it comes to road safety and roads policing in general? Partnerships are everything, I think, when it comes to road safety, partly because it's an area that is is responsibility of all of us. And, I, you know, I often say this when I'm talking to young people as well. If you are a passenger in a car, that road safety is is you know it's part of your responsibility as well you know don't get into a car with somebody who's been drinking um and all of that and that of course extends to those official um those organizations where we have a real role to play in policing as I, i've already talked about you know, surrey county council and their highways team and the work that they do um i mean the safe system approach um and the vision zero couldn't be achieved without partnerships um 
I think, as I've said, policing clearly has a very important role to play around specifically enforcement um, and all of that as well. But, you know, that education piece is really important. We have to bring partners in um, in order to work with us on it. Um, we are absolutely reliant on good partnerships in order to achieve safer roads. We will not achieve safer roads without them. Um, I mean, I've talked a bit about sort of some of the best examples, you know, Vanguard being being a really, really important one. But and that expertise of other forces. So it's not just partnerships with other organisations, it's partnerships with other forces as well. So, so those internal partnerships within policing. Um, prevention, far greater than cure, right? That's what we want. We want to see prevention. And so funding things like Safe Drive, Stay Alive, um, who do amazing work before you know driver even gets in, before they've even passed their test, is really important. And of course, Project Edward, um, you know, which is an enormously important partnership for me and my team being able to work with you um, because we're all trying to achieve the same thing and it's it's just it's absolutely vital it's also one of the things that makes the job of PCC really exciting um, you know having that capability to to work with other partners to bring groups together um, is is just you know is so important and that 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 event um, that I joined you at, you know, at Nescot and, and Brooklyn Colleges, you know, that we've done and bringing those parts, you know, bringing organisations like QuickFit together, right? Um, talking about the work that they're doing, I think is enormously important. And it's a real privilege um, for somebody like me who's, who's sort of really interested and curious and actually quite nosy about what other people do and how they do it to be able to work with, with all of these exciting people and yourselves, um, to be able to do something that we all so passionately believe in. Lisa, that's, that's fantastic. We've really enjoyed your company today. So thanks again for your time, and we really do look forward to working with you again in the future. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you, Darren. Lisa Townsend, Surrey's Police and Crime Commissioner, was in conversation with Darren Lindsay. And that concludes this episode of the Project Edward 2023 podcast, My Role in the Safe System. The programme was produced by James Luckhurst, the technical director was Peter Baker. 